You're listening to the Life Reborn Podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. Join me as I share my journey of returning to my authentic self by shedding labels and stigmas that are prominent in today's society. It is my hope that through sharing my story, you find guidance and wisdom to live a more empowered and meaningful life. Thank you for tuning in today. It is such an honor to share this space with you. Hello, magical beings, and welcome to season two of this podcast. I never envisioned myself continuing this podcast after I had stopped, but I realized that I was yearning for this space, this space to just be able to share what's on my heart and my mind about so many topics that I feel passionate about. And while I try to give snippets of that on social media, I realized that talking, this having space to just openly talk and allow the messages to flow is really my calling of, of platform, so to speak, of how to share my messages because I have messages that come through to share and they just kind of slip by because I don't get a chance to write out all the thoughts that I have. And sometimes I don't have time for that. And it's easier to just hop on my phone app and record what is on my heart and my mind. So, um, I've missed you. I've missed doing this podcast. I've missed this space. Um, and I just kept getting divine messages and synchronicities to, to come back, to share, to not let my fear hold me back. That is something that I have been working through is my fear of showing up. I'll get into that in a little bit, but I think one of the things that was almost about to start holding me back was how I don't really feel super aligned to the graphics of my podcast emblem even the name a little bit, but if I started to fixate on making all of that perfect, would I ever start? Probably not. It would just be another obstacle, um, that I would allow to get in the way of just coming on and sharing. And I even started to think about all the things that I did each time I produced a podcast and that almost got a little bit intimidating, but here I am. We'll see um, how this goes. I'm thinking that I will I will share every other week a podcast episode. And so we'll start from there and see how it goes. And maybe just limit myself to 10 episodes a season. And, and we'll go from there. I can't even begin to tell you how much I personally how my life, my family, my marriage has completely evolved since doing season one of my podcast. I even thought about taking my podcast down because the episodes that I previously put out into the world feel so far from who I am right now. And I thought about taking those down and starting fresh, but then I I feel like that would be trying to erase part of my story and part of my story in, in part of my journey is changing is, is knowing more and 
doing better each time that you grow and learn something, each time that you heal a trauma, each time that you face a trigger, each time that you overcome an obstacle. And I think that would be, I don't know, putting on a false sense of who I am if I try to erase from the public who I was in, in my first season of my podcast. I give I give gratitude and compassion to who she was. I um, honor her and where she was in her journey. And I can accept that I needed to be who I was then to get to where I am now. And it's been a journey of just unfolding and um, continuing to, to awaken the highest version of myself. So where do I begin about sharing? Well, I think one big change from my last podcast is that I'm no longer vegan. I believe I ended my podcast in November of 2019. And then in the spring of 2020, oh my gosh, spring of 2020, the whole world goes into chaos. But for me individually, I started to feel a big pull on um, eating meat again. And it had been messages that I was receiving for a while. It had been messages that I was shutting out. So then, of course, I know if you've been in season one, you know that Jeremy is my my tough my tough messenger. <laughs> and he kind of was sharing that he believed that my body needed meat. And it's it was a slow evolution. I started off incorporating eggs back into my diet and um, having eggs for breakfast. And I realized how good that felt. Um, And I had to do a lot of healing in my heart to accept going back to eating meat. So I started off eating chicken and fish and turkey. And I did that for about a little over a year. And I started this bean protocol. I feel like the evolution of my diet should probably be a podcast in itself. But anyways, I had one Instagram giveaway for this beam protocol. And before choosing me, she reached out and asked if I was willing to, to do the protocol protocol protocol, um, starting to incorporate meats. And I, I had already started to incorporate eggs. And I think it was just the push that I was needing to, to incorporate other meats into, into my diet. Fast forward to me being pregnant and I was really craving red meat. And so then I started to slowly incorporate red meat. I was also really craving cheese and dairy, but my heart wasn't quite there yet. But then once I was postpartum, I just could not deny the call to my body. And for me, transitioning to not being vegan was truly listening to my body. Because for me in my journey, being vegan was essentially a restrictive diet for me. And I wasn't truly listening to what my body needed because I would have cravings and I would ignore those cravings. And so now I truly, truly just listen to my body and what it needs and what it desires without judgment. So I am no longer vegan. 
Um, that was one big major change. Another big major change was I no longer only have one child. I have two children and that was a huge journey in itself being pregnant, working through, um, a lot of birth trauma and hospital trauma that had arisen from, um, I guess being stagnant from my first birth and pregnancy. And I had to do a lot of healing to, to be able to come to peace with giving birth in the hospital. Um, because we tried the home birth and, um, Jeremy would just was not comfortable with that trying that again. And so we did give birth in a hospital and it was the most magical, beautiful, incredible, empowering birth I could have ever envisioned. If I would have tried to vision and hold space for a birth that I was wanting, I couldn't even have come close to how magical my birth was. And I do want to have a whole podcast episode on my birth story and, um, and the journey of that, I do have my birth story on my, on my Instagram page, but it just, it just writing it out versus sharing a story in words is, is so different. And, um, I'm excited to share my birth story. So that will definitely be in this season. Oh, what else? What else is different? Um, after, my la- my after the last season of the podcast, I actually went back to work as a school counselor. Um, Jeremy was a big proponent of me going back to work for so many reasons, um, financially, for my mental health, for our marriage. Um, it was it was just it was what we were needing in our journey in that time and space and it did. My mental health really thrived exponentially when I went back to work, but I think it was the disciplined um, environment that I needed to be able to take care of myself again and to find, um, I don't know, not, not even just purpose because I had so much purpose staying home. But once I got back into work, I, I was very, um, diligent about my self-care practice. I would wake up every single morning and meditate and have solitude. And it was non-negotiable for me to be able to go back to work. I, um, meal prepped all of my meals and snacks, uh, especially once I was back at work and being pregnant. I, I was mindful of making sure that I was nourishing my body enough for, for the energy that I was outputting for being back at work for being at work and being pregnant. Um, and I loved it. I, I I truly, truly just, I loved being a counselor. It's innately in me to, to, to be that, that guidance, to be that counselor. Um, and even like, even though I was a counselor for elementary school, I was actually a split counselor between two campuses. It was, I found myself counseling and giving space for the parents, giving space for, um, other teachers, my colleagues, giving space just for people in the community that we would reach out to in doing home visits. And it, it was beautiful 
evolution to be a counselor before I was a mother and being a counselor after being a mother, because the, the notion of behavior as communication took a whole new perspective for me being a mother because I, because of the way I parent and I recognize that these emotions are not about me or to me. These emotions are signaling that something is happening in a deeper level and it's not my space. It's not my place to, to judge these and to expect you to sit in a chair all day long learning when you have all of this going on internally. And so it was beautiful to be able to give that space for these children to, to have a space, a safe environment to, to use the tools that I had gained from my therapeutic yoga certification, from my intuitive energy healing, from my mindfulness practices, from just all of my journey and then being able to implement that into counseling, it was just so beautiful. It, I really feel like I was exponentially a better counselor after becoming a mother and having my awakening journey of, of myself. Because I feel like when I went back to work, I, I, a part of me had fear about going back to work because before I was a mother... I was very much in my masculine drive. I I overworked myself. I didn't know how to say no. I didn't hold boundaries. And because of that, I would have such burnout. And um, my physical body would have burnout. And I was sick all the time. And I didn't know how to prioritize myself. And um, it, just, it just wasn't a healthy work environment that I was creating for myself. And after becoming a mother, taking care of myself was so important. I had to be healthy to, to be, to show up as a full person in my life, as a mother, as a wife, as an employee, as a counselor, like I needed to be healthy. And so I, I learned how to say no, because my energy was so important to me. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was really, what is the word I'm looking for? Empowering to be able to go back to work, especially at a school that I had worked at before I was a mother. And so they were used to this old version of me. And then I came back as a new version of myself and it was empowering to be able to hold healthy boundaries for myself in my evolution of, of going back to work. What else? I feel like I've had so many deaths and rebirths since the last season of this podcast. I, I can't even begin to tell you all of the layers that I have shed, the masks that I have revealed and removed and Um, Oh yeah, I guess another big thing is I shaved my head. (laughs) And actually, I already have notes about the journey and evolution of coming to that decision of my journey after I have shaved my head. And um, I can't wait to share that that with you. 
Um, what else? My marriage has gone through so many deaths and rebirths. It's, it's, um, wild and incredible to see where we are now. And actually Jeremy was like, we should record a podcast episode. Um, that was really like another one of divine messages of giving me this little nudge to get back in. And I'm like, where are we going to record a podcast episode? (laughs) Um, you have a whole platform that you've created for your podcast. So I'm excited to have him come on because he was like, um, we, we could share so much about our journey (laughs) and I just, um, we are in such a sacred, beautiful space and we, um, it's been a journey. It's been, um, an evolution of, of recognizing that marriage requires intentional effort intentional dedication, daily, 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 daily dedication to connecting to one another. And that requires you to, um, have time individually that requires you to heal individually for you to be able to show up as the best version of yourself for you, for your partner, for your family. And, um, it's been a beautiful journey we went through counseling while I was pregnant to prepare for another child coming into our space and to our family. And I really wish that we would have done that prior to William coming, but we learn and we grow. And that was a non-negotiable for me that if we are pregnant, then even if we are not having quote unquote problems, I, I think that we need that support to adjust to creating um, a dynamic of a whole nother human being being in our family. And I'm so grateful that we did because a transition of adding another child to a family dynamic is, is challenging. It's difficult. And I don't think that we would have handled it as smoothly as we did if we hadn't set that foundation before, um, before our second child came, I'm trying to be mindful, not using my children's names. Um, now that, I feel like I am more, pre- I'm back on social media. I had taken a hiatus, um, I guess pretty much right after I started work, I took time off for over a year on social media. And so that is just a practice that I'm wanting to do. So if I say W that is for our firstborn, our son. And if I say L that's for our second born, um, our daughter, I almost said the name, <laughs> Um, what else? I, yeah, I took a whole, whole over a year off of social media and it was so refreshing and revitalizing, but I did have so many messages to come back and share my story because I know that's part of my Dharma and that's part of, um, my purpose here on being, living this human life. I, I got those messages while I was pregnant and I just, I wasn't ready yet. And so right before I gave birth, I, popped on. And then since then I I have been sharing my evolution and my story. Um, what other major changes have occurred? I feel like when I was going through uh, my awakening through my postpartum period, I, I felt very isolated. I felt very alone. A lot of my friendships and dynamics and even dynamic with my family had changed so drastically in such a short amount of time that I felt like I didn't connect with anybody. 
and I have slowly started to cultivate such meaningful relationships um, that are so intimate and I feel like they are are what I was calling in, what my heart was desiring. I remember being in um, marriage counseling the first time and she pointed out, and I think I've mentioned this probably in another episode, but she mentioned that it's unrealistic for you to project all of your desires into your partner. That's, it's unhealthy. It's, um, it's codependency. Like you need to have other relationships where you are getting your needs fulfilled. This intimacy, these spiritual connections and conversations, they can't just be from one person, especially if that one person doesn't always align with what you are saying. And so I have slowly created such beautiful um, friendships that feel that feel so incredibly intimate. Like I could share anything without judgment. And um, I know that if, if I'm having like a really hard time about a deep, dark wound of mine, like I can... I can call out to one of these beautiful women and and know that I will be supported and know that I won't be judged and it's um it's helpful it's helpful to be able to have friendships where you know I try to be so mindful of how I share my struggles about my marriage because it's it's like if you share with someone who's going to become biased and allow that story to taint their view of of your spouse or your partner or your significant other it's it's unhealthy so it it's so helpful to be able to i don't know share in an, an unbiased space um what else what else i i took a break from my energy healing embodiment women's circles yoga teaching classes for a while. I did teach a yoga. Actually, I was teaching yoga classes for, um, my district that I was working for. I was doing monthly wind down Wednesday yoga classes. So that was nice to still be able to have connection to my yoga, but I'm slowly after having, um, my second baby finding, finding a rhythm for our family to be able to have a rhythm for, um, work for holding space for others. And so I'm excited for, um, for what's to come. I'm excited. I've been working on something behind the scenes and that's a little bit of my journey of having fear of fully showing up, but I'm so excited to be back. I can't even begin to describe the giddiness, the, Oh, out of the butterflies, the, the joy, the excitement that I have to be able to come back on and, and just share my heart and, um, and connect with you in this intimate space, connect with you on this journey of, of my evolution. So I'm so grateful for you to be a part of this. I can't wait for what's to come. So I am recording this on Sunday and my podcast was supposed to be launched this past Wednesday. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I was ready to launch out into the world. I even the night before had everything uploaded and submitted 
And then Wednesday morning, Jeremy texts me that the audio is not working. And so I come to my computer and figure it out. And the audio file kept saying processing. So if you've heard the story of when I launched my website, the universe and God used technology as a means to communicate with me. And I could feel there was a bigger message here. I just wasn't receiving it fully. I couldn't get quiet enough to, to know why I was being, so to speak, blocked from launching my podcast when all of the messages had been to launch my podcast. So I decided to honor that. I wasn't going to use my logical brain to figure out why it wasn't working because after a certain point, my audio file was uploaded and saved and published and it still was not working. And as I've sat with it, the message that I received is this new journey that I'm on of opening my throat chakra. And I believe that this is going to be a podcast in itself. I feel like everything in this intro episode are little snippets of longer episodes that I'm going to do deep dives into for this season two. But I heard that I needed to share my voice, my song, speak my truth. And while this podcast is an avenue to healing my throat chakra and speaking my truth, I needed to share and be vulnerable and put out there my singing voice because I've, as I've been on this healing journey of clearing my throat chakra, I've been delving into singing and chanting and just allowing sounds to come through, through me. And so at the end of this episode, after the exit music, I have a little piece for you to receive healing in the codes in this little sound bit. Um, if you want to set the intention, it's a, it's, um, a sound piece about releasing stories, beliefs, mind patterns, negative thought patterns of anything that you're needing to let go of and be unbound from it. Um, kind of sparked from me as I'm reading the book, Rise, Sister, Rise. And that was one of the pieces in the book. And it just, that that quote, that those words stuck out to me and it became a little bit of a song for me. And I did a ritual around this. So I'm going to share that. It feels incredibly vulnerable to share this part of myself with you, but I know that that's what my dharma is it's to share it's to um step out of the box and step into the uncomfortable and have the courage to persevere forward even through the uncomfortableness so i have it at the very end so that if you want to go back to the song you can easily access it so after the outro music stay on if you want to hear the sound piece i hope you enjoy it and i can't wait for season two. I love you. And as always, if this resonated with you or if it inspired you, I would love for you to share with me uh, your story about it on Instagram. I am at 
the.awakened.mama on Instagram. And I would just love to hear your experience with this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or you just enjoy this podcast in general, I would love and appreciate if you liked, subscribed, and um, gave a review for whatever platform that you listen to this because the more awareness we bring to it, the the more awareness that we can spread to others in this healing journey that we're all on. So, so much gratitude for you listening, being on this journey with me, and I am sending you with so much abundance and love and blessings.